0: i was lucky enough to interview sandro forte now sandro is an amazing uh, investor but he's also a podcast host he's a philanthropist and uh, a public speaker and i caught up with him while he was in another part of the world and he got up extra special early to have a little chat with me um, we talked about the 80s music. We talked about his love of LinkedIn and uh, what he does to help other business owners. For my Tuesday shows, I ask my guest to choose a song and I play it for them. And Sandro chose Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark and Nola Gay. And my first question to him was, why did he choose that song? So uh, listen up and uh, enjoy this chat with Sandro.
1: Hi, Sandro. How are you? Ashley, I'm fine, thank you. Oh gosh, I, that rolled back the years for me. Thank you for serenading me. It was uh, slightly surreal to be sung to at this time of the morning because, as you know, I'm in.
0: Wait, I'm in... you're in you're in Col- Colorado, is it? So, that, what what time is it there, Sandro? Five thirty in the morning. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much for coming on. You know, unless a lesser person would have messaged me and said, "Do you know where I am in the world? I can't make it." But yeah, good for you. Good for you. Well, so you did
1: ask me. You did ask me, um, and it was very kind of you to to get me to do this. And uh, all those months ago, when you asked me to do it, I put it in my diary. And then I got this this speaking gig in Denver, and I thought, you know, I can't let Ashley down. So whatever time of the day or night it is, I'm doing it. All
0: right. Good for you. Good for you. This 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 is uh, this is hilarious. Um, so. You're at five o'clock in the morning. You've travelled all the way over there to do a speaking gig and you're coming on live here to do a little speaking gig with me. So thank you so much. My first ever question um, is why did you choose that song?
1: Well, I am 54 years old, so I grew up in the 80s. All the music influences in my life have come from the 1980s. And just recently I went to an OMD concert in London uh, and saw all the guys, you know, rolling back the years. It was amazing. So um, a combination of taking me back to my childhood, which was some amazing years, and and the recent concert at the uh, at the Royal Albert Hall, which was absolutely mind-blowingly good.
0: No, that's superb. Yeah, orchestral manoeuvres in the dark for those people that don't know OMD. And uh, yeah, we we grew up at the same time. And yeah, we were very blessed with with the music back then. Um, I don't know what Karen's on about. She said you were cringing then. Was was I that bad?
1: what? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and the, the lovely the lovely Karen Eckstein, uh We go back a long time. Her and I. Uh, I Maybe it was just the fact that I've still got sleep in my eyes, Karen. I'm not sure, but um, <laughs> uh, I wasn't cringing, and that was um, that was quite a surreal experience, I have to say. Awesome. Beautifully, beautifully sung, though, Ashley.
0: Oh, bless you! You're very kind. You're very kind. Uh, it loses a little bit on uh, on on, um, on on Streamyard, and also that it's, it's very difficult to do songs from the 80s on just an acoustic guitar because, as you know, back in the 80s, everyone was getting a synthesizer. Now, Howard Jones was one of my favorites um and then he was all he was all synthesizer um i've seen him i've seen him recently um he played at a local place and and what he did is he took us through all the songs and chatted about it. it was absolutely brilliant it was really really good and it was more piano than all the synthesizer stuff but but yeah
1: he was the only 80s uh singer i recall who could carry off a woolly jumper yeah. <laughs> 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 they
0: were coolest jumpers. I wanted one. I really wanted one of those wooly jumpers. Anyway, so we're here to talk a little bit about LinkedIn and then a little bit about yourself. So tell us
1: what you um, what you like about um, LinkedIn. Well, I, I'm a Gen Xer. So uh, you're probably talking to the wrong person when it comes to social media, actually. But the one... Social media platform I do like using, uh, although I'm not as visible as I would like to be. This is where you and I met and the reason why you've opened so many doors for me, for which I'm grateful. It, for me, it's the, it's the really professional business community. It's a platform where I think we get the opportunity to interact and, and share information. I, I, I've got to be a bit careful what I say here because I don't want to be disrespectful to the other platforms, but in a kind of a, <laughs> a professional, safe um respectful environment you know rather than just kind of dumping content onto a platform and um so it's for a a number of things really but to to enhance business community spirit you know karen going back to karen um she's somebody that's quite active on on linkedin as well so all my best contacts and connections are are definitely via linkedin
0: yeah perfect And,
1: and and i'm making loads of friends just by being
0: on linkedin it is quite incredible. It's quite incredible. I absolutely love it. Um, so do you post your own content, Sandro?
1: Oh, this is this is turning into a nightmare already. Um, I do, uh, which is why you don't see very many posts. But you very kindly introduced me to a lovely lady recently and um, and she's taking on that responsibility for me shortly. Uh, so, yes, I do post my own material, um, but I don't have the time to do as much as I would like. Uh, but that is changing, thanks to uh, thanks to our connection. So, no, perfect, perfect, and that, and that
0: and that and that's the thing, isn't it? Um, so so Karen, Karen's saying she's she's moaning because I didn't serenade her. She was on a different show. So so the Tuesday show is 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 more lighthearted. You came on the serious show, Karen. Um, and uh, do you know Ali? Um, glad you uh, had I do. The chance, glad, glad you had I the chance to chance to, to hear you. So uh, hi, Ali. Thanks for for joining us today. Um. So do you get business from what
1: you do on LinkedIn, Sandro? That's a difficult one uh, to answer because I don't really know. I think that um, somebody once told me, um, I listened to somebody on a stage once and they shared this this whole concept of being iconic in business. And one of the three rules to becoming iconic was visibility. So I'm not sure that somebody would necessarily respond to a post on LinkedIn and call me and say, you know, I would like to connect with you in a business capacity. What I do think LinkedIn does for me and my business, because as you know, actually I wear five different hats. So, um, you know, my philanthropy, my speaking, the book writing, the podcast, uh, and of course the day job, which is financial planning. Difficult to know whether somebody would reach out to me directly, but you know, everything from things like vouch for to my speaking but especially to linkedin i think adds that credibility and that visibility that enhances relationships so i think indirectly the answer would be yes to your question No, perfect perfect
0: so tell us a little bit about what you do and 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 you just said five hats which is your favorite hat
1: <laughs> about, well it's like comparing apples with oranges but um the one or,
0: I'm- or your favorite children i suppose <laughs>
1: The one I'm the one I'm most proud of actually is my philanthropic work. So I'm very pleased to say that I've raised over sixteen million pounds for various charities over the years. I serve on the board of two wonderful charities, uh, and and the ability to help others. And and just a quick word on philanthropy. A lot of people think that philanthropic work means giving lots of money. It doesn't. It just means giving time or opening a door or reaching out to somebody that you might see sitting in a doorway, you know, at the corner of a street who hasn't um you know slept in a decent bed for a number of years um philanthropic um spirit comes in in lots of different shapes and sizes that would be the one i'm proudest of um the the satisfaction i get from the day job has kind of spawned the speaking and the and the book writing and uh, and some extent the podcast as well i've met some amazing some amazing people over the years doing what i do and because of my own personal story losing my father and then my stepfather to cancer um, I feel really passionate about what I do. It's not just a job for me. It's a, it's a kind of a calling, I guess. Um, so, all those things I can't kind of put one down because they all they all interconnect. So, um, yeah, that would the philanthropic work is the one I'm proudest of, and and the day job is the one that gives me the most satisfaction, I guess, because you can literally change people's lives.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, so that day job. Let everybody know what the day job actually is.
1: 31 years uh, ago, I started as a young apprentice working in a financial services business. Uh, and the gentleman, I won't mention his name, uh, I think he might have gone to jail since then. Um, <laughs> he, he, uh, he was the stereotypical financial advisor, if we all have that stereotypical view. And I'm sure most people do that are listening. Uh, and I just didn't want to be that person at all. So I set about in 96, um, having suffered at the hands of this guy who was very transactional, didn't much care for for his clients, just interested in making money. I set about starting my own business. In the year I got married, had twin children. Uh, I thought, well, in for a penny, in for a pound, start my own business, and I and I created something that was almost the antithesis of the stereotypical financial services business. And then fast forward twenty five years, um, four hundred and fifty clients, some some incredible. Business people, c- celebrities, sports stars, a royal family—I mean, you couldn't you couldn't make it up. But it's because I think we stand for something that is, I wouldn't say unique, but something that means something to people in the sense that this is a long-term client relationship-driven journey that has, um, you know, that that has that interpersonal connectivity at the heart of everything we do. And I've got a wonderful team of people. You know twenty five years in the business without a client complaint is is something I'm extremely proud. Absolutely, of. Yes, that's, absolutely, yeah,
0: absolutely. So I, I don't I don't know if you, you you know, but I actually started my journey um, in sales in financial services. I know I, I used to work at the Refuge Assurance. So uh, yeah, and and you're right. I I knew all those stereotypical people, yeah. and and it was it was back then that that um, Lightro was just coming in, and it would just sort of like you had to do fact finds and stuff like that. And I thought that was absolutely incredible because. You could really find out and really help these people, but but the, the the powers that be were sort of like, well, no, it's not about that. It's about getting the deal. And like,
1: no, that's not right.
0: That's yeah. not right. I wish I'd have met you back then. I um, um I went
1: I went on a one week induction course in Cardiff. I remember, and I was given a rate book, which is a way of calculating like insurance premiums. Yeah, uh, and I was basically told to make hundreds and hundreds of phone calls, no, hope, hope that somebody said yes. I mean, it it's bizarre to think that that's where we were only what thirty years ago. Yeah.
0: Absolutely no, it was it was it was crazy. Um, so, you you, you sent me a bio, and and there's a, there's a few things in there I need I need to pick on. So tell me tell me about dinner with the Queen or tea with the Queen. What
1: what 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 happened there? A, a very well known celebrity uh, who used to appear on Saturday Night Television regularly. I won't tell you his name. We've become very good friends, and we became good friends because uh, he lived not too far away from me. I originate from the West Country, uh, and this gentleman wasn't too far away from me geographically. And I reached out to him through a mutual contact and he said, I'll only become a client if you join the NSPCC uh, foundation and help me raise seven and a half million pounds for what was called the full stop Cam- campaign. It was a campaign that was designed to uh, increase the amount of convictions uh, in child abuse cases. I can, I can remember ch- the full children, stop campaign. Yeah. yeah. And children weren't able to give evidence typically in court because The perpetrator of the crime was generally stood opposite them. And so we created this campaign where we could have a closed circuit television for them to give evidence. Anyway, long story short, I agreed to the challenge and um, we we became very, very good friends. And the NSPCC, having reached its target through the collective efforts of everyone involved, we then got invited to Buckingham Palace uh, to have tea with the Queen to celebrate the fact that we'd raised this seven and a half million pounds for charity. So that's that's how it happened. Oh fantastic.
0: So did you actually get to say hello to um uh, Honestly, Her majesty? I, I did, I did. Wow, wow. So did you behave? I don't know if you saw saw the 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 jubilee. Did you behave like Paddington?
1: <laughs> uh no, was, no, I I did. I was I was definitely on best behaviour that day, uh, for oh, fear of being amazing. thrown in the tower of London. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: And the other thing, the other thing you said in the um in, in the in the email was that you won the pools. Okay, now, so I do know what the pools is because we grew up at the same time, but there's a lot of people out here that haven't got a clue what the pools are. So first of all, explain what the pools are and then tell us
1: how much you won. Well, the football pools back in the day was a bit like today's lottery, except you'd bet on football matches. Uh, And so, you know, it wasn't called the Premiership then, but you'd have League One, League Two, League Three. And then what you had to do is either decide, you have to basically pick the score draws. Now, a score draw was either 1-1, 2-2, 3-3, 4-4, Uh, And if you picked eight out of the 50 or whatever it was, uh, you got what's called a first dividend. And if you got, you know, seven, you get second dividend. And and so there was a pot, very much like the lottery today. Uh, And I would just pick the same numbers. Uh, I've got a few lucky numbers. So I just picked these numbers. And um, it wasn't done online in those days. You'd kind of fill in this coupon. And I actually put a little cross in it, didn't you? You did a little cross. Uh, And you get one point for a home win. So that's the home team winning the game. Uh, two for an away win I seem to remember and and three points for for a score draw um and so I, I do these numbers every week without really thinking about it and I remember going off on holiday and, and hang, hang on so so Saturday
0: afternoon at about 4 35 you'd go and watch the pools draw because they, they they'd read
1: it all out wouldn't they you would except that I was on holiday so I didn't check the numbers uh and I got back to an envelope um on the on the doormat. And I put it on the sideboard in the kitchen. It was there for about three days because I just thought it was junk mail. Um, And and eventually I opened it. And we are talking 1992, I think it was, roughly. Uh, And it was just short of 25 grand, which... Today would be what fifty-five grand. I, th- I
0: think I think I worked it out and sent and, and sent it back to you. It's about fifty-five grand. That's that's incredible.
1: So so mm. d- was it just a check? It was just a check. They didn't even turn up on at my door. And it was a it was a first dividend. But because it was such a derisory amount of money to Littlewoods pools, I guess they thought we're not going to send somebody round for twenty-five grand. We'll just stick a check in the post. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. So so you you get this you get this. This, you open it. You, how,
0: how many times did you look at it? Before? Like,
1: hang on, this has been quite a few times, I have to say, quite a few. Because I'm, you know, I was still young. Um, uh, had well, B- uh,
0: business has only just started. Yeah,
1: I was just transitioning from from the business I was in to thinking about my own business. Uh, it would be fair to say, you know, I didn't have very much money back then. So twenty five grand was was a fairly life changing sum of money. Twenty five
0: grand would have been a decent deposit for a property, wouldn't it, back then?
1: in fact that was eventually what i ended up spending that money on it was the deposit on my first home that i bought in 1996
0: wow wow that's amazing that's amazing so so you're you're this really amazing financial advisor you, you know lots of things about you know where to put your money and stuff like that if i won 55 grand today what should i do with it Sandra because it's not gonna well i suppose it would be a bit of a deposit on a house but what 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 should i do if i won 55 grand today
1: Well, you're you're asking me a very, very generic question because obviously the answer would be very specific to you and your circumstances. But presupposing it's just a general comment. um, First of all, although cash is not the place to be holding money at the moment, you know, deposit account, because we know that inflation is 9.4% and the the return you get on cash is zero point something. uh, So in real terms, the value of your money is going to diminish over time. But in the short term, cash is always a good thing to hold because... You heard it here first over the next 12 months there is going to be quite a lot going on in the world there's a lot of pressure now on interest rates which means that a number of people start to feel the pinch there will be all kinds of investment opportunities whether it's property uh or the stock market over the next 12 24 months so cash would be a good thing to be holding i would be thinking at the moment um that said there are lots of reliefs and exemptions one can use from isa allowances to capital gains tax allowances so if you hadn't already used those, that's where I'd be recommending you, you use them.
0: Wow. Okay. A little bit of financial advice on the show today as well. Absolutely superb. So um, there, there was a there was a lady, I don't know if you remember who she was, but she won, won an absolute fortune. And she just went spend, 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 didn't she? That was in the 60s she won it on the pools. Well, um, yeah, yeah.
1: And there's, and there's lots of stories of, of people I say to to people all the time, you know, money is both a blessing and a curse. Yeah. I was recently introduced to a to a lottery winner. He won 48 million, uh, having, and that was about a year and a half ago. And since then he's lived like a recluse. He, he hates life because he's got people knocking on his door, begging for money. The relationship with his family is broken down. So, you know, if you don't handle it in the right way, actually, you know, it can be a bit of a problem. So, um, yeah, I, blessing and a curse is the way i'd summarize it yeah that's that's interesting that is you you, you know you hear
0: of these people winning forty eight million. ah, oh, my life would be made but yeah you're quite right it's it's just uh and and, and i i i realized a long time ago that it, it's it's what you've got around you and your friends and your family and your health it's so much more important than chasing chasing those dreams and stuff like that that's that's the that's the thing yeah you know, amazing amazing yeah. um Okay, so we're, we're pretty much running out of time. Um, you've gone all the way over to Colorado, and it's it just one speaking gig you're doing?
1: I'm speaking twice today, but it's all in, right. a lot of people.
0: Okay, and, and what, what's, what's the, you know, to tell us what the topic is today?
1: So um, the 6,500 uh, delegates that are here um, are, hopefully, if it all goes according to plan, I'm dealing with two, two kind of ends of the, of the process so a lot of advisors obviously and linkedin's a good example want to connect with more people you know we call it prospecting in our business so how do we how do we find and engage with new prospective clients but just as importantly how do we take care of those people in the future and the regulator you mentioned loud now the fca um they are very very keen now to to look into the service that advisors are providing and in america they are some years behind where we are. I, I don't think we're in the right place yet in the UK, but in America, they're even further behind. So I'm doing the second presentation is on client service and, and maintaining those those relationships, intergenerational planning and all that sort of stuff.
0: Oh, fantastic. And uh, so how, how, long, how long is your talk for? Uh, two one hour sessions. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And have you had time to enjoy the area?
1: No, I haven't actually. Well, I, arrived on, um, I arrived on, where are we now? Tuesday. I arrived on Sunday late, uh, the usual jet lag issues. Yesterday I had a couple of meetings with the powers that be at LPL. Uh, had a dinner meeting with a group of people and that was it. So I've been confined to my hotel room, as you can see, this very salubrious, salubrious yeah. <laughs> hotel room that's, that's dimly lit, which is probably just as well, given the fact that I look shocking at half past five in the morning. Uh, bless you bless you um and have you bought your fridge magnet yet i, I haven't but that's a secret i really wish you hadn't told anybody <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we don't have to expand on it
1: <laughs> I have, um, I have a, <clears throat> excuse me i have a deep dark secret i have one fridge magnet for the 87 countries and all the states of america i've ever been to
0: that is fantastic that is uh, and and that that's the thing so i'd started um i i started uh when i when i started um doing some traveling and it wasn't an awful lot and i don't work for that company anymore so i'm not um but i used to bring back a little shot glass for my daughter so she's got a few shot glasses from different parts of the world and she's now an alcoholic Uh, absolutely and it's my fault it's my (laughs) fault Oh Sandra, I could sit here and chat to you all day, but you've got to you've got to go back to bed and get some sleep before you do your thing. You've got your breakfast to have. Um, thank you to everybody for joining us, and uh, I've got one last question that I ask absolutely everybody: What advice would you give your sixteen-year-old self?
1: Goodness me, um, that's a that's a toughie. Um I mean, I, I have to say, there's no substitute for working hard so i would i would just say you know um, get up earlier than everyone else put in a put in a shift and en- and enjoy life i think it's a simple, the equation's quite a simple one really work work hard play hard that would be the that would be the advice i give myself i love that i love that thank you very much sandro you've been an
0: absolute star thank you to everybody for all your comments and uh, we will see you next week Cheer everybody bye bye here we go another podcast in the bag I've been Ashley Leeds. You've been wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more, then please subscribe and I will see you again another day. You can find me on LinkedIn if you want to catch up. If you fancy being a guest on one of my shows, I do live shows on LinkedIn twice a week. But I also plan to do some real podcasts uh, where we just do audio and probably record it to go on the youtube channel and we can talk about absolutely anything in those so whatever you want to do get in touch and thank you for listening